Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Christmas in Disneyland. This is show 251 of These Amazing Places. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome back on this week's show. I'm going to feature a conversation that Cameron and I just had over his trip into the Disneyland parks. This week's discussion uh, is quite the random uh, conversation, but even though we had started out uh, originally uh, planning to discuss the Christmas de- decorations and a lot of the Christmas stuff in the parks, we started out in that direction. And then, as you'll hear, the conversation goes in many other directions. So, Anyway, uh, I also wanted to throw out there for anybody who's uh, planning on going to the Walt Disney World parks uh, during the Christmas season, uh, they just announced today that they'll have the food trucks on the streets of America. So uh, I guess that's probably to help out with counter service and sometimes a lack of counter service in the Magic Kingdom. So I also wanted to let you know that I'll be throwing in some audio that Cameron recorded from the parks. It's Christmas music and audio a lot of it is from cars land i think there's some other stuff along the way so i'll be putting that in and at the end of this uh show so have a listen for that and uh enjoy hope uh, everybody is all ready for christmas and uh already hear the show so anyway enjoy uh, it's a little bit of a rough show to get through uh, as you'll hear as far as skype was acting up on us we had a little bit of a tricky uh uh, signal going on, but we did get through it. So enjoy. I'll be back after uh, the recording to wrap things up. Merry 
Hello everybody, it's Doug with Cameron. On today's show, we're actually going to be talking to Cameron about a trip that he just made into the Disneyland parks. And we're going to uh, focus on the decorations and the Christmas atmosphere that's going on in those parks. So we're going to hit a lot of different things uh, as far as what parking can be like, what uh, getting around in the parks can be like, what time is best to get in and out of the parks, things like that. And then we're going to jump in through, I want to ask him some questions maybe about, uh, oh, for instance, the overlay that's uh, always set up each year at the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. So, hey, uh, welcome back, Cameron. Hey, Doug, how you doing? It's great to be back. Doing okay, doing okay. Um, uh, I was just talking to Cameron before we switched everything on here uh, about how nice and warm it is in California and how bone chilling cold it is here in Ohio. So it is what it is. Uh, anyway, so uh, we're just going to launch into some notes here, everybody, and uh, sit back. You might follow along in the notes. And uh, I think a lot of this stuff will be really uh, um, helpful to helping you. A lot of it actually can spread across any time that you might go into the Disneyland parks. But uh, for a lot of people, they end up in the parks around the holidays, whether it be July 4th, whether it be Memorial Day, whether it be Christmas. Uh, a lot of these things can help you to be able to get around. Since I've been there in years, um, Cameron was going to lead us kind of through some of this and tell us what works best for him. So, uh, Cameron, I'll jump down through the notes. I'll, I'll introduce maybe this topic and then we'll just discuss it for a little while and then move on. So, anyway, Cameron's got here uh, Christmas time is a busy time in, at the parks on the weekends. You have the tourists and events on the weekdays, the locals populate the parks. And so, uh, that is a true truism there that the locals are something that you get into the Disneyland parks that you do not really see that much of or as much of in the Disney World parks. So, as being a local, Cameron, um, you know, do you see a lot? Did you see a lot of locals when you were in the parks this time, or did it look like a mix of both? Uh, it kind of looked like a mix of both, but there was a lot of locals because we went on a, a Monday. Usually on the weekdays, the locals had there more than the tourists. So, I'd say the shows like World of Color and the fireworks are more uh, crowded because the locals love that stuff. That's what they. That's why they go during the holidays. And yeah, and the locals and on the weekends there were a lot of tourists. I mean, yeah, you see a lot of people in the hotels kind of going for extra magic hours and all that stuff. And the locals seem to have it down, obviously, because they're there a lot more often. Um, as far as knowing when to get in and out of the parks and how to do things and how to really stay away from the tourist traffic, also. Yes, that's very true. Um, the locals basically don't go Saturday or Sunday. Saturday's just the day not to go for the locals. You, you will hardly see any there because it's like, I think only the premium pass holders have that day open. So Cameron, you have here, never leave uh, the park in your car. And what does that mean? That means if you leave the park during the day, especially when it's crowded, you're not going to end up back in the same spot. You might not even be back in the same parking lot or the parking structure. So, so crowded, like in the middle of the day in the evenings, that it'll just be full and you'll have to park probably a block and a half away and then take the bus in. I mean, you do that in Walt Disney World, which is fine, but here it's kind of you're stuck in the middle of the city. So I, I don't want that to happen to anyone. So if you just stay in the park, go eat at downtown Disney. There's places to walk around there, too. You can probably walk to the Garden Walk, which is close, but always, you know, leave your car there until the end of the day. So explain to me um, uh, the parking situation there. Uh, what is that like? The parking situation is, is kind of crazy. Like I said, it's in the middle of a giant, it's in the middle of Anaheim. It's in the middle of a city. It's not isolated like Walt Disney World. So they kind of have parking lots like littered throughout 
Anaheim where they can park you if the parking lot's full. And very often right now in the holiday season, they will get packed and they will park you wherever they can. So always get to the parking structure an hour early. That's what I would suggest. Just to just to casually walk in, you can walk down downtown Disney and you know explore everything before it's open. Maybe hang out the hotels. That's always good. But you're going to be waiting from the very beginning if you get there, like right when it opens. And so your parking structure. I know that I've heard about a few of them. Like you guys have multi-level parking garages, kind of like what they have at Universal, correct? Yes, the big one is the Mickey and Friends parking structure. It's supposed to be you know, a mile squared, I believe. Like the whole thing's a mile side. And that'll get packed, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I think they built it, you know, to hold everybody in the park, and that still gets packed. So it's kind of crazy. Okay, and uh, let's see here. You talked about here first, first hour and half hour is the most important in the park. Yes, absolutely. Especially in Disneyland. I got there uh, as at Rope Trip, probably, and I got on four or five major rides within that first hour and a half. I even rode a couple of them twice in a row. And these are rides later in the day that'll be like an hour, you know, hour and a half. So that'll save you a lot of time. And I forgot to mention, they also break down a lot, some of them, especially Indiana Jones. You need to visit that one first because that one... Even to this day, it's still prone to breaking down all the time. I find that funny. I mean, Indiana Jones, uh, I know the, the attraction's been up since about 95. They they just did a recent refurb on it, but did they, they didn't really refurb the attraction itself other than some of the uh, visual effects. Is that correct? Yeah, the, the effects, when you go in and you see the face, Mara's face, her eyes like open and close down, her face kind of melts. I think there's a projection on it. But other than that, I think you can see stuff a little better. Like they painted the the black light stuff better. But other than that, it's it's pretty much the same ride. Okay, now I want to jump into the uh, uh, haunted mansion. Uh, you said during the holidays, ride haunted mansion first or second, uh, and that's why. Yeah, we gotta watch it. You gotta excuse me. You gotta ride it first or second because it used to have a fast pass, and now it doesn't have a fast pass anymore. So it can get pretty pretty crowded later in the day. Uh, the fast pass distribution area is now the Jack and Sally meet and greet. So there's just a lot of crowds right there, like even to the entrance. Okay, and so, get so there early, no one there. And let's talk about this overlay a little bit, since I said I would. And I know there's. I'm going to try to put it together a video of some of the stuff that you sent back on that. Um, uh, the the overlay is for the Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that what it's called? Yes, the movie is Nightmare Before Christmas, and it's, it's really neat. I mean, when I first went on it, I didn't think, like, they did much to it. You, I thought they would put, like, you know, maybe cutouts of characters everywhere and maybe put bows and just little stuff. And then when I was on it, I was so amazed about how much they did. And they do more things to it every single year, so it's more and more packed with nightmare stuff. Um, And so they've added to it then each year. It's not like it started yes, absolutely. out. absolutely. Okay. And yeah. every year, I think they have some sort of theme. Like this year, I think it was Jack Faces, and I believe they do it 13 weeks out from Christmas. And so they so actually they do something. I mean, they actually change a lot of the music and everything in it, don't they? Yeah, they change a lot of the music, and then the ballroom scene. They have they usually have a cake in the middle of the table, and that's always different every year. I remember the year they added Oogie Boogie. That was kind of cool. You know, at the end where the hitchhiking ghosts are, there's a big animatronic of Oogie Boogie and Huh. Um, okay. 
uh, Oogie Boogie. That's right. Okay, I just saw Oogie Boogie in the, uh, well, actually, the night that you were in Hollywood Studios. They had a meet and greet with Oogie Boogie for the villains party. Yeah, right. I really wanted to see him. I saw <laughs> the pictures of him. He looked really cool. I'd never seen his his uh, costume or anything. Yeah, it was, it was. he was one of the more popular of the villains because I guess, yeah, everybody said they'd never seen him before. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see here. I'm going to figure out where I'm at. Okay, always have a plan B. And that's basically on how you tour the parks, correct? Yeah, absolutely, because rides still break down. I, I had shared this with you that Indiana Jones Haunted Mansion and, and what was it? Space Mountain were all closed at one point. I think at the same time even. So you really got to be like, oh, where do I go from now? It'll be better when Thunder Mountain opens, and that'll be an option, too. But so your rides, do they break down a lot? They, they seem to this last time. I don't remember breaking down all the time. I just remember this last, I went three times, and I think Indy was down once each day, and then Space Mountain was down a couple times, and I don't know if it's just right now or what, but I, I did notice that this last time things were breaking down a lot. The crowds, so maybe, I'm not sure. When they go down, is it just down for a limited amount of time and then they come back up? Actually, yes. They try to fix it during the day and they will come back up. The problem is people have been waiting for it. So as soon as it comes back up, unless you're right next to it, you'll get there and it'll be like 60 minutes. Amazing. Yeah, because everybody's been waiting to go on that. Like, especially Indian Haunted Mansion, both those down. It's like two premier attractions. But do you, think, do you think that's just because of the level of people that are in the parks and it's hard now for them to take attractions down for maybe two months at a time and refurb them correctly? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have noticed that even. So I, I honestly think that. And, you know, Thunder Mountain's down right now, and that's a big one. Yeah, that's been down, though, for a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, they're doing a big thing to it, like for a whole year, and it's taking longer. I don't know what that's all about. It was supposed to be open, I think, now, but it's going to take till 2014. And part of that went on in uh, in Florida, that they actually had uh, they were doing a refurb on it, and I think they said that part of that the queue area, they were going to try to hook into the Lone Ranger, and theme it with that. But the problem is that the Lone Ranger didn't do so well, so they kind of yeah. threw that idea out. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the Tron thing, kind of. They were trying to do Tron over here in California Adventure, and that just didn't pan out. Really? Yeah, they had a, they, they have like a kind of, what do you call it, like a club sort of thing called the Mad Tea Party in yes. California Adventure. And before that, yes. wasn't it Electronica? Yes, it was Electronica. I don't know, I don't know why they didn't keep that. I thought that was cooler than what it is now. But. That is exactly what I heard a lot of people say that they wish they would have never gotten rid of Electronica. Yep. I've heard some of the music and stuff from the Mad Tea Party, and they're doing like, uh, I don't know, 80s tunes and stuff like that, which I didn't really get why. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's what the, the scene is about around there, that that's what people want to hear. Yeah, that's actually for, I think it's for the locals. But I, honestly, I couldn't hear the music because it was like, doo, doo, doo. It was so loud. Yes. I couldn't hear <laughs> song it was uh, yeah i know exactly what you're saying i i've heard some of it on uh actually window of the magic is a is a california podcast that i've listened to and he played some stuff back from it and i had heard electronica and then i heard the mad tea party and i thought mm, i don't get the mad tea party but then again i mean i'm willing to write some stuff off to age and that some people maybe that's where they're at but i i don't know i don't know sometimes i feel like it's all becoming a little too thrill based and club based and I, I honestly don't yeah I don't get it 
but there's a lot of people in there. I was I was actually pretty shocked to see how many people was in there. They might have been all locals, but there was kids dancing and adults dancing. It was, and they serve drinks. It's kind of it's kind of weird to see that in a Disney park, you know. Well, and that's I mean, uh, I mean what they're looking at is numbers, and so if they're getting numbers, that's probably all they really care about at this point. Yeah. I mean, sad to say, but that seems to be. I mean, I, I don't know. Not until recently did they introduce uh, alcohol into the Magic Kingdom Park with uh, a beer guest restaurant. And so a lot of right. people didn't like that. And I don't know. I, I like to think that people will act responsible with it, even though I've seen uh, that they're sometimes not so responsible at food and wine. People on the weekends, it's just, it's not a good time to be there. Yeah, so. I heard about that too. But it seemed okay. I don't know. I I wasn't I wasn't there long, so okay. I, everybody was behaving as far as I know. It wasn't late though, so it was only like eight o'clock. Well, okay, and then speaking of that now, you said again, be, beware of the weekends and the weeks of Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, I wouldn't like I said, I wouldn't even go on the weekends. I wouldn't suggest you go on the weekends at all. I would suggest you go between Tuesday and Thursday. Those are the probably the best times to go. And okay, now the next Monday, thing. Yeah, Monday tends to be crowded too. Monday seems to be what? Tends to be crowded because I think people like if you fly in, you go to Disney Monday. Okay. And that's what some a security guard explained that to me. Like it's the first place people want to go is Disney. So when you hit it on Monday, you just want to go to the park. So Tuesday through Thursday is probably the best times to go during the holidays. Interesting. Okay. I wouldn't even touch the weekend, like I said. That's actually a huge tip that I've I've never heard anybody ever say. So. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, this one really intrigued me. You said never try to do both parks in one day. Yeah, the DCA is now a full day park. Now you, we tried to do both parks in one day, and we just missed so much stuff. It was, it was. Horrible. We didn't even go into Fantasyland. We didn't go into Toontown. We didn't even go into Condor Flash, which has Soren in it. We didn't do any of that. Interesting. Uh, okay, uh, so and that's of course I followed up with uh, saying at that point. So. Do you, uh, I mean, as far as following up then on the uh, idea of never try to do uh, two parks in one day, uh, do you think then it's good to say don't get a hopper or do get a hopper still? I would say you can avoid getting a hopper. There's there's a lot to do in each park. Well, you only you just won't have the option to do what's in the other park if things get canceled or closed down. Um, Disneyland has a new show called Making the Magical Map, which we didn't get to see, which we wanted to. Um, there's a lot of meet and greets that take up a lot of your time. The Thor meet and greet is actually really, really popular. I couldn't even get near it. Amazing. So, Let me guess. Yeah, it... you, can, you can spend a lot of time in each park and you save yourself money and just, you know, you don't have to get it. You can get it on your last day. I even suggest you don't even go for two days. You go for three or four days. You do a day at Disneyland, a day at DCA, a day of stuff that you didn't see, and then a day of like your favorites. That would be like the perfect like relaxing trip, maybe. So four days would be it. And so tell me, how difficult uh, is it to get into um, uh, World of Color? World of Color is a trip. I'm telling you. Um, people will line up that thing, I'd say, I don't know, two hours before it begins. And this is just the line if you got the fast pass in the morning. So, you, yeah, you got the fast pass. You ran into the park and got the fast pass to your show. But you still have to wait in line to get your spot in the section. 
So it, it's, it's just nuts. But what happened to me was I was just going to do like an audio recording of it. And then they said like you couldn't sit here. For some reason, you can't sit on the benches because people can't leave if there's an emergency or something. So I moved up to the pier and I kind of got lucky. Some people left. And I got right on the rail. And that is just the best spot. But I had to wait an entire hour there to see the show. And that's kind of like what, what I had to do for Fantasmic. Wait an hour, hour and a half even, to be able to get in and get decent seating there without buying the uh, uh, the dining package. Yeah, and that's why you would kind of... That's why you would not need really the hopper pass, because look how much time you used up just seeing one show. That's two hours of your day. And so did you see a lot of the... Um, Oh, what is it they're called? Magic Ears? No, I did not. It's funny because I've seen the video with all the Magic Ears going off, and then I could see the crowd like directly from my spot, and there was like, you know, two or three Magic Ears going off. <laughs> okay, so the, so the marketing maybe didn't work so well to get everybody to come in and pay 25 bucks. Yeah, for I, I don't know. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. I, just, I wonder if they're just too expensive because they're like 25 bucks, I think. Yeah, yeah, they are 25 bucks. Yeah, I noticed, uh, I don't know, to me, I think, I, I thought it looked really cool when I saw them in the video, but, and I would probably pay it just for the heck of it. Oh, yeah, uh, I want to talk to, yeah, about the uh, high winds and, uh, and World of Color. What's the deal with that? The high winds and World of Color will cancel the show. We went on Monday with our kids, and luckily, not our kids, our niece and nephew, but luckily we didn't get there that early we only got there a half an hour before it started so we didn't we didn't lose much of it but they started the show and i did kind of notice it didn't look like the water was going as high the projections weren't as clear so the winds were probably messing with the performance but i'd say five seven minutes into it it just went dark and you see on the video it just goes dark and then i didn't record the same i probably should record the announcement but they said we're sorry, but due to high winds, we can no longer continue with this thing. And everyone's just like, oh. Some people have been waiting there two hours <laughs> yeah. to see five minutes of a show. Well, so pay attention to the weather or else you're going to be disappointed. Because I didn't think anything would stop. It's California. You know, what could happen here? It's not going to be like stormy or anything. So but what, the rain, what the happens, wind really uh, stopped it. What happens to the people who bought the dining package? Yeah, I don't know, honestly. I would have been really upset. <laughs> Because that's a lot of money there. Well, and I've heard people talk about there that if the winds are blowing, you you can basically be soaked. Yes, and that's probably why they turn it off or why they cancel because you can get soaked and it just messes with the performance. You'll see the pictures. I put some pictures up of the first show. The, the fountains do look like they're kind of leaning and stuff. So, it, yeah, but still, I just felt... All those people, I was just looking around going, man, is anybody going to flip out right now? It was kind of nuts. Well, that's, that was, was fine. So That was my first thought, though, is what do they do? Do they give you another pass in if you've bought the dining package and you don't even get to see the whole show? Plus, how does that work? Think about it. If somebody, that's their last day in the park, they've bought the dining package. Yeah, and this was a night they only had one show. Something... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was shocked, actually, because I'm like, what happens now, you know? Are they going to get a bunch of phone calls? Is everybody going to riot? I was a little worried. Well, especially for the people that paid. I mean, I, I just think I, they might be a little bit upset over that. Yeah, and to get the Fast Pass, you basically had to run to the Fast Pass distribution right when you get in. And that's exactly what I did. I waited for the rope, the rope dropped, and me and a bunch of people ran to those fast pass things. It's the first thing. So you guys actually ran through the park? 
kind of. Yeah, I, just, I was like trying not to run, and then people were running. Kind of, well, I just caught up in that energy, so you want to run too. I remember hearing a guy in uh, a podcaster. You knew who he was, a Mandarin Mouse. He was in Tokyo, yeah. and the basically they dropped the rope there and people just sprinted and he was like whoa wait a minute <laughs> i'll never forget yeah, that. <laughs> that's kind of funny yeah. they weren't people were trying to hold themselves back from running but you know how people are yeah they gotta go get over there you gotta get that fast pass yeah okay so uh that's nothing thing i was gonna ask you uh, is the monorail useful to get around uh at any time during the park uh or is it really only good as an attraction I'd say it's only good as an attraction. It really only takes you into Tomorrowland and back. If you want to get into Disneyland, it's kind of cool. Like if you're at the beginning of downtown Disney, the thing is the tram doesn't let you off anywhere near the monorail. Oh, so, wow. So you actually have to, so it takes more time to walk yourself to the monorail than to ride it into the parks. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, now I'm actually going to hit some uh, Christmas stuff here. Decorations wise, where do you think the best decorations, Christmas decorations were? This year, the best decorations, I'd say, were in Cars Land. There was so much stuff in Cars Land. I mean, there was a tree, a different tree in front of every building there. There was a cozy cone tree. Yeah. Mater had a tree. It was just amazing. I saw I the mean, tire tree and the cone tree in your pictures. Yeah. That was really, really cool. And the music there is amazing. It's kind of this country christmas like you're in you know on route 66 and they have all their christmas music on it's kind of cool and i'm actually going to throw some of that into the show here at the end for anybody who's listening i'm going to throw a lot of the music that uh, cameron recorded so that you can hear it uh and i i assume it's obviously it's only played around christmas time uh it seems to fall into that theme um yes yeah, that's why i almost missed the lighting ceremony i was waiting for the, the Shaboom song, and they started playing like Jingle Bells or something. I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah. <laughs> now, you, you guys tell me something though. I'm lucky and, I got that, but and yeah, in the lighting ceremony video that you took, you had the timing down almost perfect. Like as you turned the circle, the lights would come on. So did you plan this out ahead of time or what? Uh, a little bit. I saw the video. I didn't know where it started. I think it's starts at like Luigi's. I kind of missed that at the beginning, but I caught kind of Ramon's going, coming on and then I caught Flo's. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to get this. I wanted to stand by Flo's because I think hers is the best building as far as oh. lighting goes. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, Flo's is gorgeous, I think. Uh, the pictures you got of it were perfect. Uh, they stood out just like it was. I was looking at Flo's in the, uh, in the movie. Yeah, and that's funny too because I went and watched the movie right after I went to Cars Land too. It's kind of really neat because yeah. it looks just like the same thing. It's really cool. Well, you know what's crazy? I I seen the Cars movie a long time ago, but I I didn't pay enough attention to it. So I watched it again probably six months ago, and that's the first time I realized that the waterfall that's in Radiator Springs was actually in the movie. Yeah, it's the part where he sees the thing, and it has the same music at the same time. Yes, it's really yeah, it does. Cool. That's right. Okay, good. Because yeah, I didn't realize it, and I thought, well, see, I, I still don't know very much about all this stuff. So, yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm kind of the opposite. You know how, like, I want to go on this ride because of this theme. Me, if I like the theme and I like the ride, I'll like the movie. Like, kind of yeah. the opposite. Yep. Okay, so the holiday fireworks show. Did they? Was there a holiday fireworks? Was it a holiday yes, wishes? Yes, there was a holiday 
fireworks show, and I, I think it's worth seeing. The problem, that's why you have to go two nights, because one night you have to see World of Color, and the next night you'll have to see fireworks. It's good to see both. They're both really neat. And so, and there's no extra cost to get into the parks during this time of the year, right? No, there's no extra cost, and there's no there's no party like the very Christmas party. There's none of that stuff. There. So do you guys do, though, a Halloween party? Yes, I believe they do. But is it? Do, let's put it this way: Do you guys do hard ticket events there? The Halloween party is. I think the Halloween party kind of how Knotts is out here. They do Halloween haunt stuff. That's like the. It's cool out here because the, the Halloween haunt stuff here is really scary. Like the Knotts one and the Universal one's really scary, and that one they have another option. So yeah, the Universal in Florida is. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, the Mickey's yeah. not so scary. It was still uh, when I was in it. Uh, it was fun. It was kind of like. I didn't feel like I was in Disney World all of a sudden or Magic Kingdom. I felt like I was just hanging out sometimes in just the town walking through I know, the I felt really, I listened to your show right after we came back about that. And we just didn't go. And we were like, man, we should have went. Because well, you guys made it sound so much fun. If we, can, if we can actually get together there next year, um, I would love to go to the last day of it. Uh, hopefully the crowds will have died off. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's just a good time. And it's a great way, too, that you don't have to buy a whole day ticket. You can get into the parks at 4 o'clock. Uh, the ticket's like $55, which is about half the amount of a normal yeah, day ticket. And you're in. Until, I'm glad you guys pointed that out. That's really awesome. Yeah. I never actually thought of that. And you're <laughs> in there. I mean, you're honestly, you're in there until 8 o'clock. And most of the attractions were still open, the ones that I really wanted to ride and stuff. So I just didn't feel like we were missing anything. In fact, I felt like we were gaining. The crowd sizes were much smaller. And it was a good time. It was just a great time. So, yeah, and um, you get it at night a lot because a lot of those, like, we didn't really see the parks there at night. They usually close at like six or seven. So, to see that whole thing at night would be really awesome. Yeah. And did you, I don't know if you've listened, uh, they'll allow you to stay in the parks for as long as you want after they close. Uh, they may close you off to where you can't just wander anywhere. But I know Adam and I, we sat at, on a bench at the base of the castle for, it was, the park closed at midnight and we were there quarter after one just hanging out oh that's cool yeah i did not know that that's, well that's awesome we kind of hung back after illuminations which is which is smart because you see the crowd leaving kind of leave after them but i didn't know you could just hang out there that's that's really cool yeah i mean and we kind of did that also in hollywood studios now they did block us off from getting like over into pixar place he never really the guard never told me i couldn't go in there but as i yeah. started walking toward the archway they, he kind of started to walk at me, and so I assumed, okay, I probably shouldn't go in there. And so I stopped and just turned around. But we wandered around in Magic Kingdom and in uh, in, in Hollywood Studios for quite some time. I, I, from what I have been told, they won't kick you out of the parks. Um, the only problem is, is if you're looking for a bus to take you back, you've got an hour after the park closes to get yourself out yeah, of there and on a bus. Point. Now you're stranded. Yeah, exactly. Or you're taking a cab and they're charging, you know. Fifty dollars to get back to your hotel. Okay, well, uh, let's see here. Anything else you've got to kind of throw in there about? Uh, uh, I can tell you more about the decoration. The decorations on Main Street are really cool. I mean, there's stuff on everything on Main Street. The Buena Vista Street has a lot of stuff in it. Um, I, there's, I, I think that's it though. They don't really have Christmas in Tomorrowland. I don't know how that would fit in there. They finally have Christmas in Adventureland with the Jingle Cruise. That's pretty much it. New Orleans Square. Is really decked out for Christmas. That's a lot of fun. New Orleans Square just blew me away when I saw your pictures. Yeah. And I've seen pictures of it before, but it's just so different. 
I mean, yeah, I have more too, so I'm gonna send you more later. I just looked at that and I thought, wow, you you could honestly you could fit that into Epcot. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. That's like an Epcot area. Yeah, it's so detailed and it's so different and it's so just kind of fits into the culture of a certain place that I just looked at it and I thought, wow, you could yeah, you could do this in Epcot. And the and the some of the windows that they talk to you like, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Like you know how they have on Main Street, they have maybe somebody. A shower comes on and you'll hear voices in some of the hallways. They do that in New Orleans Square. They'll kind of talk to you from the windows. Really? Yeah. Wow. Can you can you record that stuff or is it not loud enough? Yeah, yeah I'll try and record it. Um, I, I think I couldn't get it because it, it blended in with the people talking to you. Yeah. I couldn't tell what it was. You'd have, have to be in there probably. you have to be in there when it's quiet and it's real slow. Yeah. Well... Yeah, because in the video footage, I don't know. Is there sound in that? I don't think the sound is on yet in there. No, no, I didn't hear yeah. it. Yeah, that's didn't. the only thing. When you get there early, there's there's usually no sound on. So you there's know, no I, one there. And they do hard. the same thing in the Florida parks. I always think that the, the music could be louder a lot of times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something I noticed between Universal and, and Walt Disney Parks. The Universal, the music is loud. Yes, especially. I, actually, you're right. In the entrance and in the Harry Potter area, it's just, you have to kind of yell, you know. Yeah, well, I could just. I mean, I was easily able to just hold the mic out and record the music from anywhere. I could easily, a lot of times, tell where speakers were, not by the visual, but by where to the sound was coming out. And then I just thought, wow. A lot of times, I hear the music in the Disney parks, and I think, well, turn it up. I want to hear it more. You know what? In Cars Land and I think in a Bugs Land, the speakers were not, they were on like the ground. They weren't above you. So you could hear them better. I wonder if that, that helps. Well, just, you notice in the recordings, they're really clean. Cause yeah. I set the phone right next to the, to the speaker, which was on the ground. It was really easy to get footage of it. Yeah, I noticed. I could hear the second you got right close to the speaker, it picked up like I was there at that point. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's see here. Can't think of a lot more to add in here. We definitely are going to get deeper and deeper and deeper into how to vacation into the parks. I just uh, wanted to be able to do something because Cameron was in the parks around Christmas time, around the holidays. I thought, well, there's so much footage and stuff there. I didn't want to just wait and try to use it again next year. So I wanted to kind of put the show together with some ideas and throw some sounds in so everybody can hear that. And uh, just to kind of wish everybody a Merry Christmas. So... Uh, thanks for your hard work, Cameron. In case anybody hasn't hasn't noticed, Cameron did fantastic work while he was in the parks. Uh, the amount of pictures and video and sounds within the amount of time that he was in there was amazing. What all came back to me. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. And there's still more to come. So, <laughs> I, I think I found footage of like Space Mountain that I didn't send you yet, and I have a, probably 400 more pictures left. So. That's amazing. Well, so I'm going to I'm going to take some of the video footage and pictures and try to put that into compilation, probably starting first with um, the Haunted Mansion overlay. Uh, then I'll try to do something that shows decorations in the uh, Disneyland Park and in DCA. And I'll try to get those up here soon so that everybody can see them before Christmas.
Okay, everybody, that wraps the show up for the year. The reason why I say the year is um, uh, Apple and iTunes will not be broadcasting shows um, until right around the first of the year. Again, they're not going to put them up onto the iTunes feed. If I do put one up, I will announce it over Twitter, and, uh, and you'll have to get it through RSS uh, or download it from the site. Anyway, um, hope you, hopefully you guys have enjoyed listening to the shows this year with the addition of Cameron and now uh, Disneyland Experience. I think it's brought a lot more to us, a lot more things to talk about. It was something I've wanted to do for a long time, and that was to delve into what's happening out on the West Coast. So hopefully you're enjoying these. Uh, Cameron's now part of the team, seems really comfortable with everything that's going on, and uh, uh, well, I'm sure we're going to have him on, and he's going to be around a lot more in the coming year. So a lot of good things coming ahead, and we'll talk to you again. Uh, let's see here, probably on New Year's Day, if... Uh, if, uh, if I'm going to put something out before then, I will let you know through Twitter. Um, also, remember to stick around right after I'm done speaking here. I'm going to have some music that Cameron recorded from the uh, Cars Land Park. So enjoy. Talk to you soon.
caught him near. They wouldn't let poor Rudolph in any reindeer game. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came and said, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then hot reindeers loved him. And they shot it out with glee. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer, you go down in history.
your pretty stockings. Turn off the light. Santa Claus is coming. Down your chin.